All right, and now I am so excited to be joined by a special guest, the new voice of MLB on Fox and the World Series, Joe Davis. Joe, thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Of course, Ben. Of course, man. It's great to talk to you. You as well. And first off, congratulations. And, and secondly, you know, as a kid, I have always dreamed of getting the call, you know, and that was as a player. That was always my dream. For you, you, you got that call the other day, the ultimate call for a broadcaster in this industry. What, what was that like for you, man? I can't even imagine. What were the emotions and what was that moment like? Yeah, you're so right about like having similar to a player that dreams of getting the call to the show. I had always thought about that call. Like I, I knew I wanted to do the World Series. And if that happened one day, what would that call be? You know, would I, would I, would I be driving somewhere? Who would it come from? What, what exactly would that be like? And I wound up being that our executive producer at Fox, Brad Zager, flew to Las Vegas where I was doing the Pac-12 basketball tournament and told me in person there. And he said, I'm here to offer you a chance to be the voice of baseball. And I lost it. I mean, we we kind of knew at that point that that's where it was headed. But in the weeks leading up to it, there were a lot of emotional moments, just given that, like you said, it's kind of what I've always dreamt of. And realizing that it was actually happening was a lot. Dude, I, I'm getting the goosebumps for you. I, I Like I said, I've always dreamed of that call. And this really does. It feels like that was the call for you. So to see that happening, kind of knowing what was going to be said and then to break down, um, man, that's really, really cool. And I'm so pumped for you. So you, you're now, you're following two legends, icons in this industry. Vin Scully, Joe Buck. Vin Scully, 60 plus years. Joe Buck, 20 plus years calling the World Series. How much is that a factor for you? How important is that for you? And what are the emotions like stepping in after those guys? Yeah, totally. It's it's a similar thing, right? I think Joe would be the first to tell you he's not Vince Scully. Nobody is. But right. it's the same idea where it's, for me, what makes these jobs special, a lot of it is because of the guy that was doing it before me. Vin for 67 years, the greatest ever to do it. Joe Buck's like my guy. He's the guy I grew up listening to. I think he's the greatest of this generation. I don't know if anybody's ever captioned and captured and elevated moments like Joe. So one way to look at it is, oh my God, like this is a lot of pressure. I don't think that's healthy. I look at it as, oh my gosh, these guys being in those chairs before me and the, the chance to follow them, that's part of what makes these jobs special. So I look at it as more of a responsibility and a, an ultimate honor as opposed to a pressure of following legends like those two. And, and they really are. They are both legends. And, and you can never compare to Vince Scully. Vince Scully is, is the pentacle of, of this whole industry. Have you ever gotten from either of them? Um, any words of wisdom after you know you're filling in you're 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 filling that spot you're stepping in in their place now did you ever get any words of wisdom from either of them yeah from vin is pretty cool he said he gave me the same advice red barber gave him when he started in 1950 which is just a mind-blowing thing to get secondhand advice from red barber but it was just be yourself yeah, real simple advice, but I think especially in these situations where you are following 
a legend like Vin or like Joe, that's really important to remember. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. Don't try to be what you think you're supposed to be in the position. Just be you. And that's something that I've, I've worked hard at in the Dodger job. And uh, I'll be doing the same thing in this Fox job. And, and Joe has been an amazing mentor to me the last few years. He's gone from being the guy that I grew up wanting to be to a, a mentor, somebody who I admire not just down the air, but off the air as well. That's awesome, man. And so it's now, it's opening day for you. You're still calling games for the Dodgers this year. Um, my question for you is, as a player, I was always getting opening day jitters. Do you do you get that opening day feeling, those jitters in the booth? For sure, yeah. And today's unique, right, with the, the World Series thing getting announced. So I'm a little uh, pulled towards that, too, like at the same time. They pulled in both directions. But, yeah, I'm sure they – they, you know, they always say as players, like, when you stop having that feeling, you should stop playing. I would think it's the same for a broadcaster. But if you stop having those butterflies and that, that emotional energy before a game, especially like opening day, you should probably get out of the business. <laughs> Absolutely. So that, that leads me to this question. Joe, let me ask you this. What will you have more jitters for? Game one of the World Series or doing the voiceover for the intro of Flippin' Bats Pod with Ben Verlander? Man, only because that was a controlled environment and I could have multiple takes at it. <laughs> Probably a little more nervous for game one of the World Series, but the pressure and the stage, no doubt, equal. <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Also, by the way, thank you for doing that. It's awesome, and, yes. I, and I love having that as an intro. Um so, yeah, like I said, today is opening day for you and the Dodgers. Just a question about this Dodgers team. You're around it all the time. You're very familiar with this team. This lineup is insane. This Dodgers team from top to bottom looks so complete. Have you ever seen a lineup this good? I don't think so. And, you know, we got to play the games, right? Let's see. But at least on paper coming in, it's absurd. Mookie Betts is going to hit leadoff. Freddie Freeman is going to hit second. Trey Turner is going to hit third. Max Muncy is going to hit fourth. And so then somewhere you slot in Justin Turner and Chris Taylor and Will Smith and Cody Bellinger. And it's, it's absurd. It is. But again, you got to play the games. And they're going to at least this opening weekend face a good starting pitching staff in Colorado. Yeah. You, you got to last year. One, in general, we got to see one of the greatest seasons in the history of this game with Shohei Otani. And you had the pleasure of calling some of those games. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you how special that was to be able to watch him in person and how incredible it was to be able to call some of his games. Awesome, right? I mean, we had him in the freeway series this, this past week, Sunday through Tuesday, and that was my favorite part of doing those, those exhibition games, those final tune-ups for the regular season was getting to see him He's just his own guy. I mean, there is no standard. There is no comparison. You can't say that, you know, where, okay, my favorite player is so-and-so, but this other guy's coming to town that's also really good, so it's okay. Like, he's he's his own thing. There's only one Otani. you got to go back a century to find a guy that did anything like that in the majors. Um, it's special. It, it's awesome. I I would love the Angels to get to the postseason, wouldn't you? To get, get him in the big stage. Absolutely. I, I just feel like the Angels are a team that no matter who you root for, no matter who your team is, everybody's rooting for Mike Trout and Shohei yeah. Otani to get into the playoffs. Yes. 
<laughs> so, so you now are stepping, you're the new voice of MLB on Fox. So obviously that means the World Series, but there's other stuff as well, right? Field of Dreams will be involved and in, in some other stuff. The All-Star Game, correct? Yeah. Yeah, so, right, like, uh, the World Series is the headline of it, and obviously what I'm most excited about, but I think about the All-Star Game, too. It's at Dodger Stadium, which is a nice, so cool. another, uh, another nice little wrinkle to it. But um, when I talk about the dream come true thing and, you know, wanting to grow up and do something like Joe Buck, I, I have these memories, and as recently as last year, but I think it's such a cool thing. The play-by-play guy gets to be uh, his, his voice to the stadium to introduce the guys as they line up on the line. We're talking about the 60 greatest players in the world that I'll get to introduce and then do the game for. And uh, man, I, there's going to be so many moments like that where I'm pinching myself. That's so awesome, man. Another moment that I feel like you're going to be pinching yourself and I don't have any pull around here, but if I, if I did, this is what I would do. You know how Kevin Costner came walking out of the corn that last year, I think we need you to come walking oh, out of the corn this year yeah. to announce your first Field of Dreams game. How cool would that be? It would be really cool for me, and everybody else wonder what in the world <laughs> are we doing? Who is that dude, and why is he walking out of the corn acting like he's a, you know, a, a bad son of a gun like Kevin Costner did? Kevin can own that. I would walk out and people be like, what's this clown doing? <laughs> um, so you will be doing Dodgers games this year as well. Yeah. Will you be doing – uh, some regular season games and uh, how many, how many throughout the regular season can we expect you to do? Yeah, it'll, it'll wind up being, we don't have an exact schedule yet, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 12 and pretty similar to what I have been doing just because Joe Buck wasn't doing a lot of regular season. Right. So even in past years, I've done many weekends with Smoltzy and with that crew and um, it'll be a little more, a little more Fox stuff. And like you mentioned, the field of dreams game and the, all-star game and things like that added to the schedule, but a pretty similar setup to what it has been. Cool. Um, let's see. So as a kid, Joe, I, I was always in the backyard, like pretending to hit home runs in the World Series, you know, as every, as every little kid that played the game does. Game seven of the World Series, I'm going to hit a home run. I had always dreamed of that. Had you ever dreamed of calling a World Series? Yeah, and I was doing the same thing that you and every other kid was out there pretending to hit the game-winning home run. But I was also calling it as I was doing it. And I'm sure you were doing that too. But like, we all I, was probably, I was probably pretty good at it for a six-year-old. You know, like I was already into it as I was out there pretending to, pretending to be Sammy Sosa or whoever I was being. I was also like thinking about the announcing part of it. I mean, really, as, as early as I have memories of thinking about like – okay, I can be something when I grow up. It was this. For whatever, for whatever reason, this is kind of what I was always drawn to. That's a good point. We all, we all hit that home run in the backyard, and we all call it as we're rounding the bases, yeah. which is pretty yeah. cool to do as well. You were just probably a lot better at calling that home run of you rounding the bases than I am. I mean, was. I don't want to brag, but I was probably the best seven-year-old <laughs> playing outs around the block. Yeah. All right, so – Joe, before I let you go, I want to ask you this. We're talking about the backyard. We're talking about things we've dreamed of. You will be game one of the World Series. It's you, Joe. It's your voice, play-by-play announcer. Have you thought at all about your signature call, what it's going to be, if you're going to have something you say? Has that, have those thoughts started creeping in your mind yet on what you're going to say? Yeah, not, not necessarily. And I guess I've always been kind of been a guy that – 
I don't really have like a signature or there's stuff that's, that's when you do a Dodger game every day, you're going to say more than once and kind of become your signature, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it. But I've never tried to have one just because I think every moment is unique and every home run is unique and everything that happens on a baseball field and in a baseball season deserves its own caption. Um, And again, that's not to say there's not going to be some repeats, but uh, the game's the story. I just try to caption it and capture it as best I can. And I've never been somebody who's wanted to like put my stamp on it, uh, you know, it, it, with the with a signature call or in, in any way. Not saying that that is, but in any way, I would never want it to feel like I was making it about me. Yeah. When when you first uh, stepped into the booth for the Dodgers, did you ever have you ever called a game for the Dodgers with Vince Scully like in there with you watching you? No, I so. saw. 2016, he was doing just road games. I was doing just home games. So that was our one year where we were both Dodger broadcasters. But just because of the schedule, there was no crossover, except opening day of that 16 season. It was in San Diego, and he went to San Diego to do – that was his one road game of the year. And I was already there, ready to take over for game two. Um, and I hung out in the booth as he called – game one of the 2016 season so that would be the one game where we were both in the booth during it that's so cool man joe i i I mean this i i believe you are one of the best in the business i am so pumped for you you will now be the new voice of the world series it's it's the pentacle man it is the number one it is the biggest games in all of baseball um if you had any just words or emotions to sum up how you feel about that what would it be? Yeah, just how mind-blowing it is to hear that said, you know, the voice of the World Series. And I've told a few people, it's like I've this has happened many times, but then I always wake up, right? And, like, this time I'm not waking up. It's actually real. And I don't think I'm ever going to lose that perspective. I, I, I can promise you I won't ever lose that perspective, how lucky I am to – be this kid from Potterville, Michigan, who had this dream, and somehow, some way, I get to live it. So I'll never lose that perspective, and I hope that that comes through when, when we all watch the Fall Classic together. Incredible, man. Incredible. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to listen to you this year. Good luck this season, my friend. Okay, Ben. Great to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Yep. See ya.